Welcome to the Chat Podcast, it's Entertainment Talks Podcast for chat, mental health and behind the scenes. I'm your host Matthew and today we're doing things a bit different. I'm going to sort of combine a couple of things um, in today's podcast, which is why I'm going to put this episode in our film reviews feed and the TV feed that we've got uh, for the, the iTunes feed and stuff. Um, but anyway, this is the March 2022 version, and it is only the 30th of March, and I usually don't record these episodes until at least the first day of the next month, but I'm going to do this one a little bit earlier. I think it's, I think it's okay for me to, uh, me to do that. Of course, if anything major happens between now and the 1st of April, um, then I will update for next time. So, but most of the month has gone, and I think it's okay to do a chat podcast episode. Um, yeah, going to be combining a few very different topics today, but I I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about, and I knew I had planned to watch Moon Knight before I was recording, and I didn't really want to do multiple episodes. I wanted to kind of do all this as one big kind of episode, so you're going to get things a bit different today. You're going to get a bit of TV talk, a bit of films talk. Um, well, more centred around Ezra Miller and uh, your general, um, I want to talk a bit about COVID, I want to do a political compass test that I found online, and when I say found it, I haven't done it yet, I've just found it, Um, so I wanted to kind of do that sort of stuff, so uh, first of all, uh, I've just watched Moon Knight, so I'm going to get to that first, so the order that I'm going to do this in, just just to let you all know, I'm going to chat about Moon Knight first, then I'm going to talk um, a bit about COVID, um, only for a few minutes, I don't have loads to say, um, but it's it's been a minute since I talked about COVID and some other things going on, um, then I'm going to do the political compass test, then I'm going to talk about Ezra Miller, um, and then we're going to take our usual break, and then I'll actually get into the stats and how Entertainment Talk did for the month of March, so uh, we're all good on that, I think we're all good on that. Alright, let's get into Moon Knight. So I just watched Season 1, Episode 1, the pilot episode for Moon Knight, which is obviously a Disney Plus show from Marvel for the MCU. Uh, And I'm going to keep things obviously spoiler-free. It was amazing. It was an amazing episode of TV. Um, I I continue to really, really love what the MCU is doing with this. I think it's Phase 4 that we're in now. And I don't think some people realise what the MCU is actually doing. Um... Because what they're basically doing is they've just had their big, like, well, three years ago almost, their big kind of endgame moment. And then they've had to kind of rebuild the Avengers a bit, introduce a ton of new characters, so like Moon Knight himself, um, you know, Miss Marvel's going to get introduced, She-Hulk's going to get introduced, we had obviously uh, Kate Bishop getting introduced. Um, I think we're going to continue to do those kind of things, obviously get Sam into the new role of Captain America that type of thing, uh, figure out what's going on with the other characters, um, and yeah, obviously this continues that trend, which is introducing new characters, um, so it was an amazing episode, and I think to be introducing a lesser-known character who I, I don't know much about Moon Knight, I mean, I know something about him now, but I didn't really know much about him, I knew that he was a guy, and he dressed up in a white outfit with a cape and a mask, and he fights people, but uh, knowing from the trailer that there's like a psychological angle to him. Uh, basically one of the main crutches of the show and of the character is this guy's kind of tripping all over the place. And I don't mean like tripping up on a wire. Um, 
so basically the premise of this this first episode is he both you and him so you as the audience and him as a character realize that like there's i don't want to get into specifics or ruin any sort of surprises but time starts skipping he doesn't understand it understand why it's happening um there's parts where like he's literally shifting from location to location um and this this guy's just trying to live his normal life basically this guy works as a gift shop person um in this like uh, egyptian museum kind of thing and he he's kind of like um not treated that great by his i think it's his boss um and he this guy is just trying to just live his life and you see in the first episode, as we saw in the trailer, he's got like ankle braces things on his uh, bed. So that if he does successfully get to sleep, um, he's tied himself down to the bed. Because basically, basically this guy does a really, really extreme version of sleepwalking. Because uh, you don't really see him just sleepwalk. This guy is shifting between, not space and time, but place and time, I think is a, is a better way to put it. Um... Because if you were to say somebody's moving through space and time, you're thinking about like Doctor Who, where they're moving from planet to planet. This guy's not moving from planet to planet. He's moving from area to area, so through a place and time. Time is sort of shifting around and stuff, and he's just trying to deal with it. And I love that there's a few, th- there's a lot of things that stick out that I really love about the first episode. Um, first of all, is the dialogue that they give. Uh, it's called Stephen, I can't remember his surname. Uh, Stephen, he's played by Oscar Isaac, of course. Um, who's played uh, Poe Dameron in uh, the Star Wars film, so he's already kind of got that Disney thing going on. Um, the dialogue that they give him, the little lines that they give him to put in now and again, of like, hey, oh, I'm, ooh, you know, he's kind of this anxious guy, and the little lines of dialogue that he gives here and there, and he's very, very confused about the situation, because obviously you would be. Um, and he's he's just trying to live his life, really, and he gets caught up in this, like, mad kind of situation basically um but it was really really good i really really enjoyed it um i'm already like hooked on it um i thought it was marvel funny in certain points and it's interesting as well because the thing that he's dealing with is very serious but they still managed to slide the little bits of marvel type comedy in there which i think the marvel comedy is great but the the mix in tone here between this guy is like getting himself in multiple life and death situations and th- th- this combination of like that happening these little lines of dialogue that they're giving him and um the marvel comedy fits so perfectly together and i didn't feel any sort of weird sh- tonal shifts between things um everything was kind of very well laid out in the episode the episode's very well paced um of course in terms of structure it's a bit different for the show i mean it's not really it is jumping around but you're jumping around with him so it's not like you're shifting but you're shifting too quickly between characters because he's basically in every scene of this opening episode um and then you get a very very cool sort of end point to the episode as well um but no i really 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 enjoyed it and i can't wait to see um because now that servant has ended unfortunately last week this is kind of my like appointment television i think um, or, or like the one show that's going to kind of really stick out every week um, so it was pretty good timing on that front 
But um, I'm really looking forward to the next one. I think there's only six episodes, which, hey, six short, sweet, quality episodes of TV. I'll, t- I'll, I'll you know, s- sounds good to me. It's going to lead into Doctor Strange anyway. Because um, that's the thing about these Marvel things, right, is, yeah, we had, like, nine episodes of Division and six episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I think we also had, like, six episodes of Hawkeye. I think it was six episodes. And, yeah, they're short seasons, but if you look at the way the MCU is now structured and the schedule of it, okay, okay there's been a bit of a break between um, Spider-Man, I think it was Spider-Man was the last thing, and um, uh, what's it called? And this, there's been, like, a month or so break between that um or, or a couple of months sort of break between that so uh yeah it, it's sort of like one thing just leads into the next thing and we're gonna go now from moon knight to doctor strange to miss marvel um probably to she hulk after that i would imagine maybe but even though these series are shorter um like the six episode shows it all leads into one bigger narrative so you can kind of look at the like you know the way a, a soap is structured like you have five episodes or four episodes or whatever of eastenders each week and okay the episodes are short and stuff but it kind of is an on it just keeps going kind of thing uh, obviously the mcu is a bit different structured to that but it kind of reminds me of that in, in in a way um where it's not the fact of like oh you haven't got 12 episodes or 13 episodes of the show spread out over three months because um, you don't always need that either. And the, these these shows are designed to tell shorter stories. Not like with The Flash. Where you've got like 23 episodes or whatever. And you get the story told from like October to May. Or something ridiculous. Um, so yeah. But no. I really really enjoyed it. I can't wait for the next episode. So um, yeah. It's just my, my, my initial thoughts on Moonlight. I really really enjoyed it. I don't know yet how to compare it to the other MCU shows. Because I've literally just seen it. But... One of the better pilots, definitely. Of course, I can't judge the whole season yet because I haven't seen the whole thing. Um, so, although I heard some people, some press critic people, whatever, had seen like four episodes already, and I'm like, it's over half the thing, isn't it? I'm sure this is six episodes. Because um, yeah, that would lead into Doctor Strange, wouldn't it? So, anyway, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on Moon Knight. Really enjoyed it, and I'll probably do next time I talk about it, unless it's on Geek Town at some point. Um, I'll probably uh, do a season review once it's finished, as I normally do. And then we'll be into Doctor Strange. So, um, yeah, that's for that. Um, So that's a little bit of TV talk sprinkled into this. Again, I'm kind of meshing some podcasts together. Um, Let's switch a bit from... I know this is kind of a weird thing to do. But switch from uh, Moon Knight into COVID. Um, So I've kind of left the discussion of COVID alone for for a few months if you've noticed on the chat podcast i've not really brought it up i mean obviously last month i was talking about the unfortunate ukraine situation which i believe is still ongoing and everything uh which is obviously very sad um so i talked about that last time um talked about some different things in the last couple of months basically um but yeah covid kind of um news on covid itself actually went very quiet for a while and i was speaking to some friends and some family and i was like hmm, we don't really hear about numbers at the moment and i mean some people like that i'd spoken to like oh it's probably like all finished now and i was like no i don't think it's finished it's just the numbers are a bit lower uh not that you need to hear like daily update numbers or anything but news on it had gone a bit quiet but Something I've kind of just noticed, and this isn't like a new thing I've noticed, but 
because we started this whole thing off right with like hands face space right in terms of wear a mask obviously the jabs weren't a, a thing at that point that hadn't been figured out yet um but like uh face was the i think that's for the for the mask wasn't it hands like wash your hands not that not that people really wash their hands before before all this anyway because uh, people are nasty um which probably contributes to why this uh, contributes not as the reason but contributes towards covid lasting so long is because people people didn't live healthily before this anyway um because there are other viruses and diseases that you can get obviously like the common cold um which can be spread around by not washing your hands so uh, and in space with the two meters thing which nobody was really doing that were they um i mean some of us were trying to but not enough people but it's funny when i see the odd bit of like political news or you know news on tv and stuff not that i watch too much of that but I, i i catch some of it now and again um or i see like videos on twitter or videos on youtube and not just from you know england with with um I'm a said Donald Trump for some reason. <laughs> not um not just from like England with Boris Johnson. I don't know why Trump made his way into my brain just then when I was thinking about Boris. Um I guess they both have bad hair. But um yeah, not just in terms of like the House of Commons and stuff, but um the 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 cas- the very and what I'm trying to point out here is the very casual nature of mask wearing. And this idea, which mainly stems from the US, I think, which is like, oh, it should be your choice as to whether you wear a mask. And that's definitely played itself out. Because you can see in different videos, because we've obviously seen more more um, interview videos and press conferences from like Ukraine, some from Russia, some from um, you know America and the UK. That's where we tend to see most of our news things these days. Or at least I do. Um, the very casual nature of like, Okay, these two people are wearing masks. These five aren't. This one person is. And it's like, what's going on? Like, why isn't this organised? Because that really is the definition of just a free-for-all, isn't it? I was like, oh, I'm just not going to wear a mask. Oh, I am. Oh, I'm not going to. Oh, I am. And it's like... Huh? What was... Why? And that that that's where this sort of... Um, you know, America's got this kind of idea of like freedom of choice and stuff, and I suppose that's where that comes into it. But yeah, I I, I see it sometimes on the UK news stuff. Um, and it's just like why why is it why is mask wearing become so sporadically kind of optional? Like, since when was that a thing, or was it a thing before and it's now just crept itself to be more? noticeable like why when you see why is it when you see press conference news videos and stuff you know that kind of thing and like there's 10 people in a room three of them are wearing a mask and eight or seven of them aren't and then you see a different video where there's like 10 people six wearing a mask but four of them aren't it's like what what are you doing (laughs) like yeah very uh very kind of strange um, and I've I've uh, had a few conversations with them, with some friends I think who are vaccinated. Uh, I know a few of them who are at least. But uh, and I'll get onto something to do with vaccines in a minute. Um, 
and they've kind of said that they had covid and stuff one of the friends that said to me that they had it uh i don't know if he'd gotten jabbed i actually couldn't be bothered to ask him and i'm going to get onto that in a second the other one i know has gotten all three jabs um it doesn't matter if i tell you what their names are because that doesn't mean you'll know who they are anyway um one of the friends who i know's uh got all three jabs he's had covid twice and just just like how horrible these people describe it to be and that's with somebody being vaccinated um it's like what is it what is this thing like without it without jabs and stuff so yeah but I, i've got myself to I, I had to get myself to a point personally where um if if somebody mentions to me to me like at this point like we're at end of march 2022 we're three years in no no two years sorry into this thing and the the conversation the conversation around like should you wear a mask should you get a vaccine oh you're anti-vaccine you're horrible and it it became like to me personally because i was very sort of like if you tell me your anti-vaccine is going to make me very angry because I'd, i would think about the hospital workers it doesn't necessarily affect me if you're anti-vaccine necessarily because if you get covid that choice that you've made affects you i can still get it from you but i've decided myself to get the vaccine so if i do accidentally get it from you i've made the choice personally to go and get the vaccines you haven't if you get it um that's up to you how it affects you because obviously that that's how it works with the vaccines doesn't it but i've got myself to a point where like, like like if somebody says to me oh i haven't bothered to get the vaccine i wouldn't be like oh good for you i, I wouldn't kind of say that i just kind of like okay fine like because why should I... Because I, I, I end up getting myself kind of too worked up about it. And too sort of annoyed by it. And all all I realised I was doing to myself was... I'm just stressing myself out over other people's choices. And it still annoys me that, people, that there are anti-vaccine people. And yes, in quotes, I suppose it's their choice. Because, you know, somebody's not going to drag you out of your house and stick a needle in your arm. You have to make the choice to go down to wherever it's going to be and get the vaccines. But um, so I'm not saying I'm like cheering on anti-vaccine people or whatever. I'm just kind of like if somebody if somebody says to me now, um, because I've got like online friends and stuff that I don't see, but I talk to kind of regularly. So friends that I play like COD with and stuff. And a couple of them the other day are like, Oh, I still haven't got the vaccine. And I didn't turn around and start yelling at them. Because I just thought, all all I'm doing... Because I'm not going to... At this point, the reason I don't feel like getting worked up about that is because how am I... Like, you've made that choice for so long. How am I going to convince you to change your mind? And why should I get worked up about trying to get you to change your mind? Why Why should I do that to myself? Because when I was doing it to myself before... And I realised how worked up and stuff I was getting, and I was like, "This isn't this this isn't worth the 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 argument and the hassle, um, and that sort of thing." So, at this point, it's kind of like, I mean, I think at this point, it's kind of like, "Hey, I've chosen to get it. I've got myself covered. You haven't. That's your own problem." Um, and yeah, it does still like you know affect hospitals and the NHS, and that does that that part of it does annoy me, but. Um, I just had to bring myself personally to that point where it was like, just stop arguing with these people because there's no point in, in arguing with them. 
um, because you're just not going to convince them and they'll bring up all sorts of like nonsensical arguments or arguments that don't make sense to me anyway like what one of them one of the arguments that I still hear to this day is like oh we don't know what's in these things and it's like okay yeah we don't know what's in these things but they've been approved and have been given to so many people by this at this point that if it was dangerous like really dangerous obviously I know some people have had some side effects and stuff but um yeah it would have turned out a lot worse if the vaccines were actually like dangerous or whatever but and obviously there's different types of them isn't there there's Pfizer and some of the others but um it's it's uh I mean when you when you make the argument about like I don't know what's what's in this thing like I have a beer right next to me right now right I don't know what's in it I mean I know that there's alcohol and it tastes nice (laughs) but but um I have never read because it's a Foster's just in case anybody's wondering I've I mean obviously the ingredients are on the side of the can if I'm if I want to bother myself by reading what they are but I've been drinking Foster's since I was 18 and I'm now 20 almost 28 um gosh I've been drinking beer for almost 10 years um but I don't know what's in that I don't know what's in things like coke pepsi so because I I mean I haven't had the opportunity to actually do this this is the only because this is the only conversation I want to have with an anti-vax person right because I haven't had the actual chance to um not that I really want the chance or I'm bothered by it but I would just be curious about the answers if I was having a chat with an anti-vax person and they made the argument of I don't know what's in it the first question I'll, I want to ask them two questions right and and for anybody that is anti-vax and is listening to this obviously I can't control who listens to my episodes and whatnot um I would be curious if you if you'd write in and let me know your answers so let's say you are anti-vax right and again I'm not going to bother getting angry at you because it'll only just get it'll, it'll only get me worked up for no reason really and if you want to make the argument about like I don't know what's in this thing I want to ask you two questions. First of all, what's your favourite drink? I don't know what answer you would give, but let's say what, what's your favourite drink and then tell me what's in it and then tell me how long you've been drinking that thing for. Obviously, everybody's got their kind of like favourite hot drink, favourite cold drink. Tell me the answers to both if you want to and then tell me what your favourite food is and tell me what's in that because those things, food and drink, we've been eating and drinking, well, we have to do obviously it daily, don't we? Um... I'm going to guess that 90% of what we all eat and drink, unless you're like a food enthusiast or, you know, you're a cook or whatever, obviously, then you'd have a bit more of an idea. But for those of us that just, hey, I'm going to grab this food and drink like I normally do and just eat and drink it like we normally do, I'm going to guess that probably 90, 95% of the things that you eat and drink, you'll have some idea of what's in it. Like I said, obviously, alcohol is in this this drink that I've got next to me. Um, And you'll have some idea of like, you know, sugar is in certain drinks and stuff but you won't know every single ingredient that's in there so if you're going to make the case that you don't know every single ingredient that's in a Pfizer jab well neither do I um but you're still going to have your favorite food and drink at some point you don't know what's in that you know some of things that, that are in it um and even if even if you were to challenge me and say like I'll go and look up what's in a Pfizer vaccine even if I read out what's what's actually in it do me or you actually know what those things are? Because unless you're like a doctor, 
or something. I we probably we'll probably read some random random thing that we've never heard of before, um, and we'll just be at the same spot. So, um, but anyway, that's all I kind of wanted to say about the COVID stuff. I only wanted to talk about it for a few minutes, but it's just very sort of free for all, very sort of like do whatever now. Like, hey, are you wearing a mask? Maybe. You got a vaccine? Maybe. Are you going to stay two meters? Maybe. Um, you know, I, I, I've even heard loads of stories about people that have gotten COVID and have gotten, gone into work the next day. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, so there we go. Anyway, that's the COVID stuff. So uh, let's quickly move on from that. I haven't actually got the next thing completely um, prepared yet. But the next thing I wanted to do is... uh, Right, because I'll do the political compass test next. Stay a bit more on the political COVID side of things. And then we'll switch over to the film talk stuff with... Not specifically film talk, but some talk about like what Ezra Miller has done in the last couple of days. Um, Political compass... Right. Um, is that the right thing? No, political compass test. Uh, it's one of these links, right? So I, I thought this would be, you know, it's the chat podcast and stuff. Obviously, I've snuck in some TV talk here. I'm going to sneak in some film talk, but. Um, let's stick to some of the chat theme at least for now so I don't know how accurate this thing is if it tells me I'm one thing and that means that that's bad then I don't know how accurate that is if this thing tells me I'm a republican then it's probably broken but um or some sort of nonsensical thing then we'll we'll, we'll just see what this comes up with just have a bit of fun with this see where it comes up with not try to take it too seriously um it does actually say here test before taking the test please note this isn't a survey and these these aren't questions they're propositions to question the logic of individual ones that irritate you is to miss the point some propositions are extreme and some are moderate that's how we can show you whether you lean towards extremism or moderation uh, on the compass uh, your responses should be should not be overthought I'm probably going to overthink some of them um, some of them are initially vague. Their purpose is to trigger reactions in the mind, measuring feelings and prejudice, prejudices um, rather than um, detailed opinions on policy. So take from that what you will. Uh, page one of six. Just a few propositions to start with. So it says page one of six and there is about six or so questions here. Uh, so this shouldn't take too long, I guess. But um, let's just go through this and just see what comes up, shall we? Um, and if I don't understand any of the questions, I'll just have to answer some thing on it. Uh, so page one of six, just a few propositions to start with concerning no less how you, uh, no less how you see the, um, country and the world. Right, so let's get started with the first question. If, if economical globalization is inevitable, I already don't know what that means, it should primarily serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. Um, if economic globalism is inevitable, 
Um, I've had a little glance at some of these questions and I do understand more of them. I just don't understand this first one. Uh, and I can't, because, I, right, so the, op- the actual options for the questions is strongly disagree, disagree, agree, and strongly agree. So I can't click, like, nothing or middle. Um, I'm going to say agree, just because it says, I mean, I don't understand the question. So if me saying agreeing is, like, really horrible, then it is what it is. Um, it does say, say here it should primarily serve um, humanity. I agree with that part, so I'm going to click agree on that. Maybe that will mess my thing up, I don't know. Um, Alright, let's go on to a question I actually understand. Uh, it, I'd always support my country whether it was right or wrong. I strongly disagree with that. Um, because I don't agree with my country 60% of the time. Um, I mean, one of the biggest one of the biggest contributors towards that is the British media. And the British media is horrible. Um, like British British press, British media, the way that the British media and British press treat um, people that aren't white men, I guess. So, um, you know, people of colour, black people, uh, LGBTQ people, for, certainly with foreign people. I mean, my goodness, they've gone after Mar- uh, uh, Meghan Markle, haven't they? Who's obviously a foreign, because uh, she's American, a woman of colour. Um, so no, I, I strongly, I very strongly disagree with that. Um, so there you go. Uh, no one chooses, uh, their country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. No one chooses their country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. Um, I mean, I'm not really proud of this country. I don't even really like certain British things. Um, so, foolish to be proud of it, though? I mean, so if I'm to say to somebody, like, you're an idiot because you support what Britain does, um, it's foolish to be proud of it. I guess I disagree. Because I don't think it's foolish, so the actual question, it's foolish to be proud of it, I disagree because... I wouldn't say that to somebody. I wouldn't say you're an idiot because you support, or you're foolish because you support the UK, um, even though you didn't choose it as your um, country of birth. So I'm going to say disagree on that. Um, it says, our race has superior qualities compared with other races. Um, I guess I agree. Um, I wouldn't strongly agree because our race, you know, has its flaws, certainly. But, um, we do have qualities, obviously, so I'm going to agree with that one. Um, the enemy of the enemy is my friend, is the next question. Sometimes they can be. Um, the enemy of the enemy is my friend. I agree with that because that can happen. So if I was to disagree with that, that would be me dismissing that, I suppose. But yeah, the enemy of your enemy can be your friend. Um, because you can dislike somebody, they can dislike somebody. But the person that they dislike, you can end up liking. And you might like that person because they dislike the person that you dislike. Enemy, enemy, enemy is from a friend. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
Military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. Military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. So does that is that trying to ask me again it doesn't say these are questions but is that trying to ask me defies international law so goes against it is sometimes justified I would say disagree because law international laws are there for a reason um it's interesting I'm reading that question given what's going on with Russia and Re- Russia and um Ukraine um because Putin has defied international law because it's obviously against the law to bomb another country, you know. Um, So I'm going to say disagree. Uh, There is now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment. Worrying? There's now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment. Um... I think the way some people perceive that I disagree with. It's a bit like when, like, oh, I don't want politics in my TV show. It's like, well, politics is part of the world. Um, Like, politics is in more things that we realise. So in terms of what I think of that, because I'm disagreeing with how other people view that, in terms of like, oh, you shouldn't put politics in my entertainment. Um, uh, Like when a character is gay or something and they're like hey don't put this you know this gay politic thing in my in my show and it's like come on um there's now worrying fusion of information and entertainment i'm going to disagree with that um actually i'm going to strongly disagree with that i think Okay, there's no actual button at the bottom. There was just a blank square. I clicked on it and it took me to page two. So, on we go. Um, page two of six. Now, these, this might take a bit of time to get through. So, just, well, keep listening. Um, page two of six. Now, the economy, we're talking about attitudes here. Uh, not the FTSE index. I don't know what that is. So, um, people are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. They're divided by both um more by class than by nationality i think i agree with that because i don't really see um nationality get brought into things as much as like class uh so i'm gonna i'm not gonna strongly agree but i'm gonna agree with that so um because nationality doesn't necessarily have to do with like skin color um, that's more to do with, well, whether you're British or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Because it's not asking here about skin colour or race, it just says nationality. Um, but class definitely divides people more than nationality, I, th- I think. So, at least that's the way that this is being phrased to me. That's how I'm taking it. Um, controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. Uh, well, unemployment's not in control because the ratio of jobs available to people that want them is wildly off scale. And I mean 
wildly off scale. I remember once somebody called me about a warehouse job I'd applied for, and he actually said to me on the phone, we've had 2,000 people apply for this job, and only one person can get it. That's that's a very bad ratio, because then then you have to find 2,000 jobs for those 2,000 people, because obviously one person can do one job. So I know that part of, of that at least. Uh, controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. They if they affect each other because obviously inflation is to do with money and that sort of stuff. Um, pro- problem is infl- I don't know if I don't know if controlling inflation creates more jobs necessarily, does it? Because um, even if somebody's wages get cut, that doesn't mean that you employ somebody else to do that job because the same person's still working in that job. So. I guess I disagree with that. Um, more important because I I would say I would say it's more important to try to control in unemployment than inflation. Um, so yeah, uh, because corporations cannot be trusted to volu- voluntarily protect the environment, they require regulation. I mean, I think corporations require regulation anyway, so I'm going to strongly agree with that because there's some companies out there that are getting away with some wild things some pretty wild things so whether you want to talk about yeah if you want to chuck environment into that discussion then sure i I agree with that um because i think corporations can't be trusted anyway so yes um then it's got like a quote here thing a quote from each according to his ability to each according to his need is a fundamentally good idea from each according to his ability to each according to his need. I don't really know what that means. I actually don't know what that means at all. From each according to his ability. To each according to his need. This is getting Shakespearean. Uh, I've a good idea. Ability, so ability and need. I guess I'm just going to click agree. Because I don't really understand that. The freer the market. The freer the people. I've heard about the free the free market a few times. I'm still not quite sure what it means. Um, the freer the people. I'm gonna just have to click agree because I don't quite get that one either. It's a sad reflection on our society that something as basic as drinking water is now bottled, branded consumer product. No, I disagree with that because that really doesn't matter. So I'm going to strongly disagree. Water is... If you can get clean water, then... Was it matter? Unless you're... Uh, as long as you're not, like... At somewhere expensive. So, like, an airport or something. You're paying, like, two quid for a bottle of water. Um, which I suppose is the corporate side of things. But it's a sad reflection on our society. That something as basic as drinking water is now... A bottled, branded consumer product. I, I, I wouldn't agree with that. Because you still do need to pay for water. Whether it's tap water or a bottled water from a shop, you're still paying for it anyway. So I I, I disagree. Um, land shouldn't be a commodity to be bought and sold. Um, I guess I disagree with that. Yeah, I think I disagree with that. Not strongly disagree, but disagree with that. Um, the only problem, and I've never really spoken about this before. One of the problems with land is there's so many p- 
places, I can't speak to other countries really, but the UK where there's like miles and miles and miles of open field. And it's like you could create villages in those places. And it's like if you take not all of those places because you do need some like fresh open land, like some of it, but you don't need as much you don't need as much of it as we've got. We've got like acres and acres and acres of that type of space in this country. Um and if you were to put like houses and you know a community type of place in there so that there's jobs and shops and that sort of stuff um that's a massive problem because that should be happening um so yeah uh, but i'm gonna click disagree because i kind of disagree with that uh it is regrettable that many um personal fortunes are made by people who simply manipulate money sorry let me start that again it is regrettable that many personal fortunes are made by people who simply manipulate money and contribute nothing to society strongly agree very very strongly agree um the balance of the poor and the rich is unbelievable it is unbelievable and it just makes me kind of like curious when you know when you see those adverts for like children's aid and stuff um is it children's aid Ch- children in need sorry and it's and you have like an actor off tv is like hey please give two pounds a month and it's like you've been in like hundred million dollar films and then you have like you know celebrities on those things and it's like you've got triple the amount of money that i'll probably ever have so why are you being hired to is it because like you're a celebrity and we're supposed to like you? Um, but it's like, hey, please give two pounds a month, and it's like you could probably give like a grand a month, um, which would mean that somebody with less money like me shouldn't need to. Um, and again, it's that situation where like, you know, you look at some of the. I'm not trying to pick on these types of people, but those like Real Housewives types of shows. Whenever I've seen trailers and bits and pieces of them. Um, and they've got like these massive houses and they don't know what to do with it and they've got way too much money and stuff and then you've got people that are homeless and it's like hmm there's a bit of an imbalance here isn't there so I strongly agree with that um, protectionism is sometimes necessary in trade well I agree that protectionism is necessary I don't know what that means but I'm going to agree just on that basis uh, the only social responsibility of a company should be to deliver a profit to its shareholders no i strongly disagree because you need to make sure that your workers are treated right and that um you have a good professional image not just hey how can we make money without with like any means necessary um so no i strongly disagree with that the only social responsibility of a company should be to deliver um no i i disagree with that um the rich are taxed the rich are too highly taxed strongly disagree um because again there's an imbalance of money so um those with the ability to pay those with the ability to pay should have access to higher standards of medical care strongly agree um actually wait let me let me revise that um higher standards of medical care I suppose in the US that applies because over here we have free healthcare in in the UK. Um 
higher standards of medical care. Yeah, I suppose I agree with that. Like, if there's a specific surgery that you need or something, as opposed to just a checkup, maybe. Um, I, I suppose if this question is trying to ask me, and again, it's not supposed to be Fraser's question. If this is trying to ask me, like, hey, if you are like rich or you've got access to money and have the ability to pay. You should kind of be able to just be like, hey, here's my money, help me get better. And I agree with that. So, there you go. Um, government should penalise businesses that mislead the public. Oh, strongly agree. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it depends what way you're discussing mislead, but... Yeah, probably. Probably should be penalised. But then the governments themselves should be penalised for other things, so... Uh, a genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. Genuine free market requires restrictions. Um, so the thing I'm thinking about here is like when Disney brought Star Wars, Marvel, Fox, and it's like you're creating a monopoly thing where it's like you've got because you've got the ability to pay the billions to own these companies and you can use that and further your own business by having ability having access to more ip and making more content um or like with um with microsoft and then buying um bethesda and activision it gives them like call of duty and stuff like that which if they then take a higher profit of the call of duty games it gives them more money um, obviously. Genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator... Well, it says predator multinationals. Um, I'm going to, like, agree with that, but not strongly agree. So, anyway, let's let's quick click this uh, blank box again to go to the next, next page. Um, the next question is asking me about abortion. Uh, now I look at some of your personal social views. This should be interesting. Uh, abortion when the woman's life is not threatened should always be legal strongly agree um i've always wondered when when a question would come up in my life of like am i do i agree with abortions and my answer to that is i i am pro-choice um because ultimately that should be up to well a a bit a bit more so with the woman but specifically with the actual couple involved like if a random woman and or a couple that I don't even know says like, "Hey Matt, should we abort our like? Do you agree with us aborting our child?" I'll be like, "Well, it's up to you. Pro-choice is up to you if you want to do that. I shouldn't like. Why should why should I be in in have a say in that? So that's where I go to the pro-choice kind of thing. Um, obviously, if it's like myself and a woman that's having a child, that should be up to me and and that woman uh, but a bit more so with the woman because she's the one who's going to have the physical um uh what's the word effect from that because that's not going to affect me physically it might affect me emotionally obviously there's a child involved but um it will affect her physically so i would say it's a bit more her choice but still pro-choice so yeah abortion when life's woman is not threatened should always be um illegal Wait, I clicked on the wrong thing. Abortion when the woman's life is not threatened should always be illegal. 
No, not strongly agree. Strongly disagree. Sorry, clicked on the wrong thing. Um, some of you may have just freaked out a minute ago when I... <laughs> yeah, so, sorry about that. Um, should always be illegal. Strongly, yeah, strongly disagree. So, sorry about some temporary confusion there. Uh, all authorities should be questioned. Strongly agree. Yeah, certainly. But I, I, I would add a point to that, which is... When you are questioning authority, so like politicians, um, they shouldn't be allowed to just like, if you're going to go and say like, hey Boris, what do you make of 2,000 COVID cases today or something? And he goes, well, you know, we're trying to put in the work to like, it's no, no, just answer the question. Not like, oh, here's our plans to like improve the situation with COVID and we're going to put in more, like, no, just, just answer the question. But obviously they don't do that. So all authorities should be questioned. Uh, yes, strongly agree. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Okay, now I am confused. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Agree slightly. Maybe. Yeah, that's kind of talking about revenge. So... Yeah, there's there, there's too much different context that could go into something like that. So, yeah, um, taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theatres or museums that can survive on a commercial basis. Should not be expected to. Taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theatres or museums that cannot strive on a commercial basis. Um, commercial basis. Taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theatres or museums. I guess I agree. Yeah, sure. Alright. <laughs> um, school should not make classroom attendance compulsory. Again, what's the context? Because if you're if your kids got COVID, then they shouldn't go to school. If they're sick, they shouldn't go to school. If they've got a funeral to go to, they shouldn't go to school. Um, so I guess I strongly agree. This is what I'm trying to say there, I suppose. All people have their rights, but it is better for all of us that... Sorry. All people have their rights, but it is better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep to their own kind. Uh, what types of different people are we talking about? Um, should keep to their own kind. D does that mean that like... Um, keep to their own kind. So there's, there's genuinely two ways you could look at that. Like, does that mean... I was going to say something, it might have sounded funny and kind of ridiculous. Does that mean that, like... Because that's kind of digging into the idea of, like, keep keep to yourself. So, like, I, I wouldn't go hang around with, like, five people that are anti-vaccine, for example. Or five people that are racist. Because I don't want those sorts of people, really, in my life. More specifically with racist people. I've already spoken about the anti-vax thing. But... um keep to their own kind I guess I'm going to just click on agree because some people are better off without other people in their life but then some people are better off with other people 
in their life. That that's not quite specific enough to me because, um, like keep their own kind. Like I want to meet more like um, LGBTQ people and people that are different to me. I've I've said for a while that like both within entertainment and with real life, I want to meet people that are different to me, so I can learn about different backgrounds and stuff. So then I don't want to keep to quote unquote my own kind. Um, but I want to stay away from other people that are different to me, such as, you know, racist people, homophobic people, all that kind of stuff, so, I'm just going to click on agree, I think I'm thinking about it too much, um, good parents sometimes have to spank their children, strongly disagree, <laughs> why do you need to spank your children, um, no, you shouldn't have to hit your child at all, um, no, no, you shouldn't have to. Because that, that was specifically what it said. Good parents sometimes have to spank their children. And, and no... Right, I was about to say something out of context. Nobody should have to spank anybody. Unless... Let's completely change the situation. It's... And let's take children out of this situation with what I'm about to say, right? So, what I was about to say... Is... Nobody should ever be spanking anybody. But... If you take children out of the equation, listen to me carefully, otherwise you're going to not hear what I have to say properly. If you take children out of the equation and you have two consenting adults, and it's a sexual thing, then sure, you can, I guess, spank each other if you want to do that. But if it's about children, which is what this question is about, then no, you shouldn't, no child should ever have to be spanked. If a child with, if a, if a parent within their own home privately is dealing with their child and is spanking them I suppose that is what it is and that has to get sorted out on its own situation but this says have to spank their children no no, no nobody has to spank their children that's not a thing you have to do um so no strongly disagree <laughs> uh it's natural for children to keep some secrets from their parents um strongly agree yeah you know that's the whole part of learning about life in it you know um which is um it is normal for yeah certainly it's normal for children to do that definitely um might not be a good thing but it's natural so um processing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal offense i've never used marijuana myself i never intend to i know that it does help some people i've i've heard people about like oh it, it calms them down and stuff so i strongly agree that it shouldn't be a criminal offense because if it's not harming you and it's helping you, because I don't actually know the full effects of marijuana because I've not really looked into it at all. Um, but yeah, if it's something that's calming you down and putting you zen or whatever, then no, it shouldn't be a criminal offence. So uh, there we go. Uh, the prime function of schooling should be to equip the future generation to find jobs. I wouldn't say the prime function because that's almost like looking at people as robots of like hey the only thing we're, t we're bringing you up to do is to get a job and that's it no you need to educate young people so i'm going to click agree but not strongly agree i think that's the good thing to do there uh people with serious in something uh disability should not be allowed to reproduce strongly disagree i think anybody who wants to have children and has a consenting adult that they want to have a child with should be able to so 
um sure if you've got i mean i don't like using the word disability but it's written here um if somebody does have a disability then they may struggle with certain aspects of parenthood but that doesn't mean they should be shouldn't be allowed to have kids um so i i strongly disagree um because they also could get help from like other family you know you might have uncles granddads sisters that type of thing grandparents parents um so help help can be given and why do, why just because somebody's got a bad disability that doesn't mean that they should have to miss out on like you know those those beautiful um steps of having a child like the first walks first you know first steps first words um hearing a hearing the hearing the uh laughter of your child when they're young why why should I have to miss out on that so uh the most important thing for children is to learn to accept discipline uh i'm gonna click ex agree but not strongly agree because again it depends on context but yeah learning about like boundaries and discipline certainly discipline is is important yeah um but it depends how strict the discipline is um and why the discipline is being given out so i'm gonna click agree but not strongly agree there are no savage and civilized peoples there are only different cultures civilized people some people some people are just completely uncivilized i think honestly um some people are savages as well so i guess i'll click strongly disagree because this says there are no savages and civilized people there are only different cultures no i think some people are just outright savages and they just want to hurt people um and they are uncivilized people so i disagree with that uh, those who are able to work and refuse the opportunity should not expect society support. Strongly agree. Um, if you're not willing to work and contribute towards society and you just want to be, I guess the term lazy could be used, then uh, no, you shouldn't be uh, supported. Um, if you can't work for a particular reason, then okay, that's an exception. Um, but no, it says here refuse opportunity. Um then no, because what else are you kind of doing? So, um, <clears throat> gosh, this is a bit of a long one. Uh, when you are troubled, it is better to not think about it and keep busy with more cheerful things. I'm going to click agree, but slightly, because sometimes it is better to distract yourself from something that's that's bad. It depends what that bad thing is. If it's something that you can't control, um, then it's not worth thinking about it too much. If it is something that you can control, because um, it doesn't specify here. Uh, it just says when you are troubled. It depends how much you're in control of that situation. Because um, if you are and you are able to do something about it, um, then sure, uh, deal deal with the problem. But if it's something that you've got no control over, then it's better to not think about it too much. So I'm going to click agree. Um, first generation immigrants can never be fully integrated with their new country. I don't know what first generation immigrants means. What's the difference between that and other immigrants? Um, I'm going to say strongly disagree just because um, there does seem to be a narrative about because um, I hear this about you know some people talking about um, immigrants from Ukraine who are obviously fleeing their house that's been destroyed by nasty people um and those people uh deserve 
to be integrated with a new country. So whether they want to come over here or America or somewhere else, uh, or to just a better place that isn't destroyed. I certainly agree with that. Um, obviously, if you've got a immigrant that's... Or if you've got somebody from another country that's <clears throat> a, a trouble, so like a terrorist or something, then no, they shouldn't be... Um, they can't really be in, in, um, integrated with a new country because they'll probably do the same bad stuff in that new country. So I'm just going to click um, strongly disagree just on the basis of like immigrants in new countries and the narrative that, that, that uh, surrounds that. So that's my answer to that. Um, what's good for the most successful corporations is always ultimately good for all of us. I'm going to click... disagree but not strongly disagree because um what's good for the most successful corporations is always ultimately good for us that i don't think that's true because it depends what that corporation did to do that successful thing um so yeah just for a little example right um so ray fisher who was removed from the upcoming flash film um and was kind of replaced by Supergirl. Not Shasha Kali's fault. But was kind of replaced by Supergirl. If The Flash next year goes on to make a billion dollars. Which I doubt that it will. But let's just say for example that it will. That's not good for all of us. Because you then took a person out. Who's a nice person. And a pretty good actor. Uh, and this is just a small example. But um, that's not good for Ray Fisher. Because then he wasn't part of something that was successful. That he should have been allowed to be a part of. Um, obviously if the Flash fails and makes, like, not enough money, then whatever, but, uh, no, I disagree with that, so, um, no broadcasting in to institution, however, independent is, its content should receive public funding, no broadcasting intuition, however, independent should receive public funding, I disagree, um, I think that there are things like, um, uh, broadcasting institution I think some of them shouldn't and some of them should um, but it says here no broadcasting institution so it's trying to point out like all of them so I disagree just like normally disagree so if you want to the next one page 4 or 6 it's taking a little bit longer than I thought it was going to do um, and it says here and how you view the wider society our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counter-terrorism jesus um civil liberties what does civil liberties mean so i might have to answer answer these questions in my own interpretation that might be a bit of an issue here. our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counter-terrorism i i genuinely don't understand what that question means um, so I'm gonna I disagree with the. I'm just gonna click disagree because that seems right. Uh, a significant advantage of one party state is that it avoids all arguments that de decay. Sorry, delay process in a democratic political system. A significant advantage of one party state is that it avoids all arg arguments. Um, disagree I think just because um, avoid all arguments some arguments need to be heard 
uh, so I'm gonna just disagree with that. Just just on the basis of like discussion and disagreement and stuff. So yeah. Uh, although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier, only wrongdoers need to be worried. Although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier. I strongly disagree because people can use surveillance for the wrong reasons. Um, Wrongdoers should be worried about that of course. Because they should be worried about getting caught doing something wrong. But then uh, people can do other things with um, surveillance. Which should make it harder for those people to access certain surveillance. So I uh, would say strongly disagree. The death penalty should be an option for the most dan- for the most serious crimes. Absolutely, um, yeah, strongly, strongly disagree. Um, I mean, there's been a few stories over the last year or so of like, um, I can't I can't remember specific names of like the children and the and the adults that were involved, but like, there was a couple of stories in the UK in the last year or so. That um, some parents had like beaten their child and like I think starved one of them or something and then killed them. Why, sh- if you do that to a child, why should you be allowed to live? You shouldn't even be put in prison. You should just be killed in whatever killed in whatever way, shape, or form, whether it's electric chair or a bullet to the head. You, you know, you name it, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I don't care how they get taken out, but because um, the issue is, if you have somebody who's done a really serious crime. And don't do enough time for it. Or even if they do 20 years for it. Um, what is what what is the guarantee that that person won't just get out of prison and just do the same thing again? So just get, ri- get rid of the problem person. Basically. Because otherwise they might go and hurt another innocent person. So yes, the death penalty should absolutely be an option. Um, one that's maybe discussed. But if there's like a clear sort of like... You completely and utterly abused this child and then you murdered them. Then why should you be allowed to live? That child's not living anymore so why should you be allowed to live? So yeah. Or if you've like assaulted and killed someone. Murdered them in like cold blood. Why should you be allowed to live? Um, Why should you be allowed to have like. Not saying you can get happiness in prison. But why should you be allowed any speck of happiness if you've done something like that? So yeah um in a civilized in a civilized society one must always have people above to be obeyed and people to be um commanded uh i'm gonna say agree but not strongly agree because um some people can abuse their power obviously but there does need to be you know leadership good leadership guidelines that sort of thing so obeying certain things is ideal but not not when What's obeyed is um, being abused, basically. So I'm going to say agree, but not strongly agree with that. Abstract art doesn't represent anything. uh, Shouldn't be considered art at all. Um, Abstract art that doesn't represent anything shouldn't be considered art at all. I disagree because I strongly disagree actually because somebody can get something completely different to art than what you do. Isn't that the whole point of an art museum? Is you walk up to a painting and somebody goes, "Hey, what do you see?" I mean, I've never been to a uh, a um, art gallery before. Not that I can remember anyway. It's just not my type of thing. 
Um, but I've seen obviously loads of TV and film, and um, I've seen art galleries on like the news and stuff. And you know, the general question of like, you walk up to a painting, it's maybe a bit of a vague painting of like, hey, what do you get from this? Hey, I get this different thing. So um, even if something doesn't represent art to you, it might represent art to somebody else. So, which is entirely opinion based. So I, I strongly disagree that it shouldn't be considered at all. Uh, in criminal justice, punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. Um, I mean, uh, it depends on the crime. <clears throat> because rehabilitation is a good idea. It's a very good idea. And some people can re- be rehabilitated. I mean, look at um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Like, I can't remember what crime it was that he committed. I think it was uh, drunken offences. I can't remember exactly what he did. I think it was to do with drink and drugs. Uh, was arrested at one point, wasn't he? And now he's like this iconic MCU Iron Man character. Um, and like people love him. And that's rehabilitation. So um, punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. I'm just going to click disagree, not just, just disagree. Because I think rehabilitation is important. But it depends on the crime, really. So... Uh, and then it says it is a waste of time to try and rehabilitate some criminals. Um, again, it depends on the crime. Have you stolen from a shop or have you murdered a child? You know, um, because one of those people should be killed. And what I mean by that is the person that's killed the child should be killed. And one person who's just kind of like, hey, I had a drunken disorderly night and I smashed someone's car, but I didn't kill someone. There's rehabilitation for you. Isn't that what AA meetings are all about? It's like, hey, I have a drinking and drugs problem. And instead of being like, um, just put in prison, I should be rehabilitated. Which is kind of what AA meetings are about anyway. So, um, ways of trying to try and rehabilitate some criminals. I'm just going to say normally agree. Because again, it depends on what the crime is. It's not specific enough. So, uh, the business person and the manufacturer are more important than the writer and the artist uh no i disagree with that because the writer and the artist especially writers are the ones that make the thing um yeah so again it depends what you're talking about um so yeah but yeah disagree um mothers may have careers but their first duty is to be homemakers strongly disagree um with that and what i think what i'm gonna take this mean by homemakers is like if you watch mad men and you see don uh don draper go home to his his wife and like he's been doing the she's been doing the housemaid thing all day it's like no she should be allowed to have a career um no their first duty is not to be homemakers because there's more you know there's a man presumably that also lives in a house that should be taking some of the responsibility and you know there could be teenage children or uh, I mean kids can help out with stuff as well um you know if there's other adults or other people in the house they can they can help out so no it shouldn't be their first duty that's definitely disagree with that so um multinational companies are unethically exploiting their plant genetic resources of developing countries I haven't got a clue what that means 
uh, multinational companies are unethically exploiting the plant generic resources of developing countries I'm gonna have to click disagree because I do not understand what that means at all uh, making peace with the establishment is an important aspect of maturity making peace but why was the peace disturbed um, making peace is important but it depends on the context so I'm gonna click on agree alright page 5 or 6 this is gonna be the longest chat podcast ever. Jesus me one an hour 12 minutes and we've still got um Ezra Miller to talk about and then the other thing never mind I'll just do a long episode I have the time for it anyway which is why I'm recording now so why not um page five of six if you thought that if you got through that okay you'll find these propositions on regulation a breeze I mean most questions are okay there was like two or three I'd didn't understand astrology accurately explains many things sure agree uh yeah the only thing i know about astrology is like watching big bang theory so sure astrologers you 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 do what you're gonna do uh you cannot be you cannot be moral without being religious well i'm not religious and i'm a moral person um, so strongly disagree. Yeah, you don't have to be religious. You don't have to be religious to, no, no. So yeah, um, if you want to be religious, and that affects whatever. If you want to, if you want to be religious for whatever reason, go to church. Sure, it's up to you. Um, religions obviously for that, isn't it? Um, charity is better than society as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged. Sorry, I read that wrong. Charity is better than social security as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged. Well, charity have done a lot of really good things, so I'm going to say strongly agree. So, yeah. Uh, some people are naturally unlucky. Strongly agree, yeah. Um, small example is a, is a YouTuber I follow called uh, Kadikarus. And my goodness me, the amount of tech problems he's unluckily had in the last year... He got COVID like a few days ago. He had this like rash thing that he had. He's gotten very, very unlucky. And he's a really, really creative, really nice person. Um, Makes the odd maybe controversial joke these days, but who doesn't? Um, But, uh, well, not controversial, but like whatever. Um, But he's been really unlucky. And he's somebody I want to see like, obviously he is thriving anyway, but he's somebody that I wish, you know, in better health and that sort of thing. So yeah um within the last year or so he's been unlucky so i i definitely agree um it is important that my child's school instills religious values sure yeah agree um doesn't need to be forced on them um i'd like hey kid if you don't take this bible home and read it as your homework or something you get the tension but um you know i i think religion is something that should be like, hey, here's a thing that you can learn. Um, depends on your family's background, maybe, and your background and stuff. But if you reject religion, that's up to you. If you accept religion, that's also up to you. Um, if you hate somebody because they're religious, then that's just being hateful. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to click agree on that one. All right, the sixth and final page. 
Oh, interesting. Um, so this is finally a look at sex. This should be fun. Um, sex outside marriage is usually immoral. Strongly disagree. Um, because I've had sex myself a good number of times. And I've never been married. So, you know, some of those people I have been in relationships with. Some of those people I haven't been. Um, all of them consenting adults. But, um, obviously, the question here is marriage. But... I haven't been married before, so sex outside of ma- ma- sex outside marriage is un is usually immoral. Strongly, strongly disagree. Um, and if you're in a religion or a family situation where sex before marriage is forbidden, then that's up to you and your family to figure that out. Um, a same-sex couple, which is what I could potentially have in the future. Um, l- Sorry, a same-sex couple in a stable, loving relationship should not be excluded from the possibility of adoption. Strongly agree. Um, let me just read that again so I can make sure. A same-sex couple is a in a stable, loving relationship should not be excluded from the possibility of child adoption. Strongly agree. They should be allowed to adopt children, which is a perfectly normal, natural, healthy thing. Um... That that could be me someday. It, it really could. Um, not anytime soon, but it could be me in, at some point in the future. So, pornography depicting consent adults should be illegal. Should be legal for the adult population. Strongly agree. Um, there's nothing wrong with porn. Um, up, up to you what type you want to watch, and as long as it's as long as it's porn with obviously consenting adults. Um, or pornography, which is obviously photos. Um, as long as the person again consents to have the photo taken, then uh, yeah, should be legal for adult population. Yeah, why not? It's pretty normal. Um, <clears throat> what goes on in a private bedroom between consenting adults is no business of the state. Strongly agree. I don't know why the state needs to know. Um, I don't quite know what the state means, but there's nobody that needs to know what's going on. If if you want to go see your friends and be like, hey, I'm having a really good relationship with this person, they go, oh, tell me the gory details and you have a fun conversation about it, then sure, you can do that. But that's within like a friendly situation. Um, if your boss or somebody comes up to you and says like, hey, what kind of sex did you have with your partner last night? You'd be like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> um, yeah, unless, unless that boss is with you in a friendly environment and chat. Um and they're asking you as a friend and not as like hey come into my office and tell me what you did with your partner it's like um no i have work to do so anyway um no one can feel naturally homosexual what no one can feel naturally homosexual strongly disagree um wait let me reread that no one can feel unnaturally homosexual Everyone should feel naturally homosexual if they want to. Um, So, strongly disagree. Uh, These days, openness about sex has gone too far. Strongly disagree. Um, I think the conversation around sex is important. Um, Depends on context, who you're talking to, what you're talking about. Um, I remember doing a podcast last, I think it was last year, called Sex, Violence and Censorship, which was talking about how... Those things are handled in the world of media and entertainment. You know, when do you get a sex scene that's completely unnecessary? You know, how is that handled and stuff? Obviously, that's in the world of entertainment. But 
Um, no, I mean, if you're, again, if you're having a conversation with somebody, um, about sex, and you're both, you know, friendly enough with each other, and nobody pushes the other person too hard to tell somebody about something, and it's all good by the end of the day, um, and you want to have, you know, a, a conversation about sex, um, yeah, it's perfectly normal. Sex is a normal part of part of life, and as long as you're talking to somebody about it who you're comfortable with, um, sure, you should absolutely be allowed to to do that. So yeah, uh, all right. Let's see what the hell happens when I click on this because I finished this now. <clears throat> um, the starting point of the original political compass was in two thousand and one, when we um. When we recognise the inadequacies of the standard political measure, then it's got left and right. It's certainly fine for discussing economics, but to this day, still widely and wrongly used to describe social attitudes. France's National Front, for example, is popularly described as far-right, yet its economy policies have sometimes been to the left... Um, uh, ...or even... The French Socialist Party. Um, the party's real extremism is in its social attitudes. That's why we added um, a social scale. Then it's got a graph. I don't know if this graph is based on my answers. Um, I'm going to skip some of this. I don't need to read all this stuff. Uh, your political compass. It says I am left libertarian. Well, I've heard about far-right extremism, and I am not far-right extreme. Um, or, like, far-right fascists and all these kind of, like, dangerous people. So, if you're going to describe left and right to me in that way, I'm certainly much more left than right. Um, because I've what I've heard about, like, far-right people, or the way that far-right people are described, which is not me at all. Um, so I would say more left, because it's got liberta libertarian and or <clears throat> sorry libertarian <clears throat> and author authoritarian. I can't say what that says. Uh, but apparently I'm libertarian left. I don't quite know what that means. Of course, there was questions in there that I gave like rough rough answers to. If I'd actually know what those questions are all for. Um, I could have had a more accurate thing, so maybe this doesn't completely accurately describe me because of some of those questions. Um, but it, this thing being on more more on the left than the right makes more sense, and that's what I'm going to take from this. And then it says uh, economic um, left slash right. It says minus two point thirteen. Um, social libertarian authoritarian minus one point nine five. I don't quite know what all that means, but um. Yeah, my point taken here is more left than right, and that was what I originally thought anyway. So, uh, claim your free political compass certificate. I don't need a certificate. <laughs> um, does it say anything else about... Um, nope, that's, that's pretty much it. So anyway, we spent more than enough time on that. This tells me that I'm more left than right, which is what I thought to begin with. But that was kind of an interesting, fun thing to do. Some of those questions I didn't get. Some of them I, like, fully clicked with and everything. So it was kind of fun. So that is what it is. 
Um, so yeah, um, well, I've been going on for a while, but I'm gonna keep. I've got two more topics left to go through, so we're just gonna keep going. Uh, let's move straight on to the next thing, which is um, Ezra Miller. So again, switching up things a bit, and then we'll take a quick break, which I feel like I need a break after all that, and then we'll get into uh, just the stats for March of 2022, and then we can finish this episode. Uh, some of you may have switched this episode off already, but that's up to you. Uh, so Ezra Miller, um, I was gonna get up like the articles about things that had happened, but basically, he's gotten himself in a bit of trouble again. Now, for those of you who don't know Ezra Miller, he is currently playing the DC EU's version of the flash the flash which is due to be out well sorry was due to be out in 2018 is now due out of june of 2023 um it was supposed to be out of in uh november this year november of 2022 um but it's been delayed not because of what ezra miller's done but because of the warner brothers incompetence because uh, it wasn't the only film that was delayed. They delayed some of the other ones as well. Anyway, Ezra Miller's the star of the film. He's, of course, playing The Flash in the so-called Flashpoint film, which is going to have some other people in it. And he's been doing some other drunk, disorderly type things. Uh, but he's been hurting people as well. Um, and there was a report that came out today that somebody, I think a couple or something, had um, filed a restraining order against Ezra Miller. And there was a report on Sunday night... Um, well, there was something that happened on Sunday night that was reported on, on Monday, which was that he was drunk and disorderly in this, at this bar, he snatched a microphone off of a woman who was trying to do karaoke, probably like some fun karaoke with her friends, um, and caused a bunch of mayhem. Now, two years ago, I think it was two years ago, he was involved in another incident I don't know at what point the Flash was at in the Flash film was at two years ago. I, I'm not really sure. Um, it was still overdue to be out anyway, but because um, obviously that would have been 2020. Um, he was filmed. Uh, there was actually video evidence of this as well because I, you know, around Twitter sort of saw it circulating at the time of him. Um, I think he was drunk. I can't quite remember if he was exactly drunk, and he choke slammed the woman onto the floor. Um, and I know that that's what happened because I saw the video with my own eyes. Whether he was drunk or not, whether she wanted him to do it, which some people made up this thing about, like, oh, they were having fun and she wanted him to do it. And it's like, it didn't really look like she was having a good time with being chokeslammed by Ezra Miller. Um, like, I, like I, I, I've seen, like, um, people do photo ops before, right? And somebody will get a picture taken with like a villain from a TV show. And they'll do a playful pose to where like let's say um, uh, the guy that plays Joffrey for example. You know villain from Game of Thrones. And what they'll do they'll be in a pose where the actor that plays Joffrey will like pose his hands around the person's neck. And they'll both do like a, a screaming pose right. That is like a consenting thing where it's like, okay, the, he's not actually choking the person. They're doing a playful kind of like, oh my god, I've caught, been caught by Joffrey sort of thing. Like a, a sort of photo op. Because that, that's how some people are trying to describe this as like, oh, it was a playful thing. It's like, no. When you're at a convention and it's like, hey, can you like pretend to choke me so I've been caught by the villain? And, you know, I mean, I wouldn't ask an actor to do that, but people have before. Um... That is something that's fine to do. But 
actually physically assaulting somebody like that um when you're drunk and disorderly and choke slamming them which can be obviously very very uh dangerous that's not the same thing as like playfully messing about with somebody so no um so obviously he's a bit of an arsehole basically is is the 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 point of that um so what does this mean um because last time when he was doing this stuff when when the incident came out about the choke slamming stuff warner brothers what did they say they said absolutely nothing about it absolutely they didn't make a squeak they didn't put a tweet out about it of saying hey we don't condone we you know you know we don't condone the uh events surrounding Ezra they said nothing about it i don't know why but they didn't say anything about it um it's now tuesday night for me um still plenty of time for warner brothers to have said something both of these stories by the way that have come out in the last two days are very public i'm sure warner brothers would be aware I think Fantastic Beast is coming out soon. I haven't kept track of when because I've not got the interest to watch the film. I think it's out this week or maybe like in the next couple of weeks. Um, I don't know which character Ezra Miller's playing, but he is in that film. So that film's coming out. So, you know, good timing for you to go and do something else that was bad when your new film's about to come out. So if you would ask the question of like, hey, what do I think Warner Brothers is going to do? If they didn't do anything before, why would they do anything now? about it um one of the interesting issues around this um i mean do i think he should be punished to put in trouble yes he's clearly like not in control of himself um whether there's some like deeper mental health issues or some issues that he's got that needs to be dealt with privately obviously um what like whatever's going on with him needs to be dealt with in whatever way shape or form it needs to happen but he does need to be punished for his actions um so in terms of the flash this this film is on a road this film's on a roller coaster and it's not even out yet because the film was supposed to come out in 2018 it didn't it was going to be a different film in 2018 wasn't going to have Ben Affleck in it wasn't going to have Michael Keaton in it wasn't going to have Sasha Cully in it as Supergirl um, it was going to have Ray Fisher Cyborg in it, the original version. It wasn't going to be a Flashpoint film. It was going to be a standalone Flash film. That got changed. They went through about five di- different directors. The script got rewritten, I think, like four times. Um, the film was supposed to come out this year in November. We're nowhere near November yet. Um, the film already got delayed out of that spot into next year's spot, which that spot, which is June next year, is over a year away from now. So that's a lot of time. I mean, whether the film would have come out in November or next year in June, obviously it's going to be next year in June, if it comes out next year in June, because there's nothing to say that it can be delayed longer. It's a huge problem, because he's not playing some, like, recurring character that you can kind of, like, hush away, or, like, shush to the side. He's The Flash. The film is called The Flash. And even though Warner Brothers basically already has been like, nah, nah, we're not going to say nothing. Nah, he chokes down the woman. Nah, we're not going to tweet anything. We're not going to, not going to say anything publicly. Um, which is just bizarre that you that you would do you would do that. And it's already been like a day and a half or so since the other incidents this week. 
and they've not said anything about it. Um, so what do you do? I mean, if you, let's say like tomorrow, Warner Brothers said like, hey, we're going to recast Ezra Miller. Because I think this film has been shot. I don't think that they need him for any other scenes. Um, now, the scenes that he shot for The Flash probably will remain and I doubt that they will reshoot it. So you're probably still going to see Ezra Miller as The Flash in this film. They can get rid of him after this film. Because the issue that you've got, if you decide that you're going to recast him for this film and do the whole thing again, which they did do for Justice League, they initially didn't use Zack's four hours of footage and they reshot two new hours of footage with a different director and a different script. So they have been known to do it, and obviously that's with more moving parts. Because uh, you've got the whole Justice League cast there. But... I'm going to guess that Warner Brothers isn't going to do it for this because this is this film has been in development hell since 2018. And I doubt that they're just going to go, no, this film's, let's say it's about two hours, probably this film. Now we're going to scrap the two hours of film or all of the scenes that Ezra is in, which is probably a lot of them, um, probably like 90% of them. We're going to scrap all that, get a new new person to play him in and refilm all those scenes. Some of those scenes has probably got other people in that he's talking to in other scenes. You're probably not going to do that, right? So what's Warner Brothers going to do when, if he does this again, between now and next year? I mean, he's already done something this week. Like, this week, he's already done something. Um, But what are you going to do between now and next year when, if he does something again, or two things between now and again? You just have to get this film out (laughs) with, with him as The Flash, otherwise... You probably spend another t- another two years putting the Flash film together. Um, yeah, and I'm not I'm not suggesting that they're going to scrap his scenes, recast him, and reshoot them. They probably won't do that because at the moment they're not even at the moment they're not even acknowledging that he's done anything wrong. So to them, it's all like, no, nah, all good. Next year, June, join us for the Flash. Ezra's in the main role. Um, they're not even said anything about it. So. Um, yeah, which, you know, just, just leans... I mean, I kind of get a bit tired of talking about Warner Brothers, but sometimes I have to, which just leans more in towards this studio's incompetency and the the really weird attitude about this studio, that they're a very, very strange studio. Um, and the people involved are the wrong people, and yeah, I don't want to dig too much more into that because I've already done that to death, haven't I? So... Yeah, um, but we'll see what they decide to do. It's ultimately in Warner Brothers' hands. I mean, I, I doubt Ezra's going to turn around and be like, hey, I quit as the Flash. Like, he's not going to do that, is he? So, yeah. Um, anyway, um, that's enough talking about, um, that's enough talking about bad stuff. We've talked about, like, COVID and Ezra Miller and my political compass test, which may or may not have actually been correct. So, um, let's take a break. Um, and then we'll talk about, uh, because March of 2022 for Entertainment Talk has gone very well so far. So let's take a break and we can talk all about that. Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link 
in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show all right so let's get into March of 2022 of course it's not properly finished yet we still got one day left in a few hours but I am just going to do this anyway um Oh god. <laughs> uh the improvement of the traffic last month was um the old devil's number. Yeah. Um that number. So that's how much the site improved. If it had been one more or one less, like literally one more or one one less view, which it won't finish all that number probably, but that's an interesting number. So yeah. Uh but really, really, really good month for entertainment talk, um in terms of numbers and stuff. Uh, so let's get through the best performing posts. I'm going to read out the top one, two, three, four, five, the top six posts for the month of March of 2022. And this is probably the last thing that's going to get posted in the month anyway. So, yeah. Um, homepage archives, which is usually at the top. So that still remains there. Uh, the second best performing post was a uh, top ten favourite female characters, which obviously some people gave me some uh, some of their opinions about. You know, we, we we know how the 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 world works with those sorts of people. Um, but some people really enjoyed the list. Some people gave me their own list, which was great. Um, some characters I hadn't heard of, and some characters that I hadn't put on the list, which was which was cool. Cool to have those conversations. So uh, I I really do like doing those sorts of lists. One of the reasons I like doing those lists is it's not just me going here's my top ten favorite characters. Like it's narrowed down to a particular you know group of people. So for this one, obviously only female characters for the lgbtq one i did in june only for lgbtq characters then i did one in october last year which was for the uk's black history month where i did uh, people of color and um black characters uh list which was cool but it, it it gives me that challenge of like there's certain characters i obviously can't include some characters i can so that was really fun to do um then uh one that i did recently called why it doesn't make sense to boycott hogwarts legacy uh, so that was a good one to do. Um, some of the comments that people did give me, they'd clearly not listened to the episode. And they'd just seen the title and like typed whatever. If you want to do that, you can do that, I suppose. Um, but some people who had actually listened to what I said, obviously a bunch of you did. 
um, but were like, yeah, I think you're right, or like, hey, you're slightly wrong about this or that, so that was good. Uh, and then top five worst Marvel and DC films, I can't remember when I did that list, but I've been sharing, obviously, for a while, because it's a, still a topical kind of thing, so got that one. Uh, and then Must See, my review for Servant Season 3, which is a very new episode, but um, there's a lot of places for me to share that I shared that I think on um, uh, some Apple TV groups that I'm in, I'm in a Servant group on facebook so i shared it in that so that got some numbers over there then the last one is breaking down marvel's upcoming tv and film uh slate so uh going right up to like blade and fantastic four and all that kind of stuff so that was a good one to do that one i can continue to share for a while because there's obviously as more mcu things come out i can continue to uh share those episodes so anyway um i'm a little bit tired from talking now because i've been talking for an hour 38 minutes straight um it's all good though um it's a good uh, episode lots of different discussion points and stuff so anyway if you've got any any thoughts and feelings and questions and comments on anything i mentioned in the last hour and 40 minutes um you can feel free to let me know matthew at entertainment talk dot org uh, Twitter eTalk UK is a contact page and information in your show notes. There's also a big email box on the website you can use, and there is a, um, a clickable name in the show notes as well, so you can use all those things. By the way, if you want to do your own political compass tests, it's called politi- uh, politicalcompass.org. If you search for a political compass test, um on google you'll probably find it and you'll find i mean you you all heard the questions i was reading out so you'll know if probably if it's the same one so go and check that out if you want to do your own thing for that uh in the meantime you can find everything else that we're doing on entertainmenttalk.org tv video games films and manchester united podcast so take a look out for all those the united cast is back on saturday that's probably the next episode is going to get recorded i'm not planning on doing anything for the next two days episodes wise obviously uh so uh go check out all that um, for TV, games, films, Manchester Night Podcast. Uh, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk, you can either listen to more episodes of what we've done. You can tell other people um, about what we're doing, where they can find it. Um, so either by just telling them word of mouth or social media, sharing the links around those places, that helps us out as well. Um, you can support us on Patreon, uh, $1, $3 level tier, our three podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Um, for your TV and your film news, David's got you covered over on geektime.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Uh, for all those different things for TV and your film news, uh, Geek Town Radio is out for this week. Uh, yesterday's episode, this week's episode, go and check that one out for all those things. Um, if you want some fun viewing on Twitch, Bex is on Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, you can go and give her a follow over there. Uh, sorry, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, you can go and give her a follow over there uh, for all those things. Uh, she's doing Tomb Raider and stuff on Mondays and retro gaming and that sort of thing. Uh, you can find me streaming as well on Twitch, eTalk UK for those uh, different gaming streams that I'm doing. If you miss any of the archive streams or any of the COD clips that I make, you can find all that content over on YouTube, which is called Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>